So, we still have one more. Yay. Welcome to Love is Like a Plant, a show all about love and relationships and dating. And if love is like a plant, how can we help it grow? My name is Sarah May. I'm the host of a podcast called Help Me Be Me. It's self-help for people who hate self-help and the creator of The Breakup Album. And my name is Elle. I'm the CEO and founder of MEND. We help people who are going through heartbreak. So today we are doing an audience Q&A episode and we have um, quite a few questions we're going to try and throw in here. Um, also heads up, we are on opposite sides of the planet. <laughs> we are recording <laughs> from quarantine via Zoom. I'm in <laughs> Ella's in Paris. Hopefully um, you guys can't tell the difference and everything sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so the future. This is yeah. the new normal. New normal. Um, so I guess I'm just gonna jump into this question and see see what you think, Elle. Okay. So the question is, what is the best way to approach ladies in real life? Um, parentheses, of course, after lockdown. So this person said they are not interested in online dating. Um, so, yeah, what would be your your response to that? So I just love the enthusiasm <laughs> and the optimism in this question. It's like, how do I approach ladies in real life? Of course, after lockdown. Um, I found this question really sweet. And I think, and hopefully for people who are feeling like dating is doomed, they can find a little comfort in, in hearing this question that it's definitely still on people's minds. Like, of course, we're still going to date. We're still going to fall in love. We're still going to have relationships. Yeah. Have all of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to start off by saying that. And um, I think uh, the second part of this question is a challenge because they're saying that they're not interested in online dating at the moment. I think... That's always my first go-to for jumping back into dating is to try maybe one app, um, pick your app carefully, depending on what your goals are. We have a whole episode about online dating and dating apps, and we kind of get into that a little bit more uh, in detail. So check out that episode. But um, my go-to is always is always app dating just because I think it's really accessible. If you haven't dated in a while, it's a, uh, a good way to get back into things. And also just the targeting is really good. But given that this person isn't interested in that, I would say you have to rely on sort of the rhythms of your daily life. And it's like, if you have a coffee shop that you go to, or if you have a uh, gym that you go to or if you go on like a walk at a certain time in a certain place and I think really one of the keys is uh, being just aware of your facial expression and your body language and smiling and uh, not being creepy but saying hi to people and mm -hmm. maybe like making a comment while you're standing in line waiting for coffee if you're grabbing your morning coffee somewhere. This is obviously in a post-lockdown world. Um, but I, I think it's just like inviting those little moments where you could connect with someone in 
a daily life situation because I'm not really a big believer in like going out to a bar and meeting people. I mean, I'm sure people do that, but <laughs> that's right. like, it's not um, my preference. And I, I don't think a lot of people are meeting that way who are slightly older. Um, so that's kind of my, my advice. If you, if you're not interested in online dating. Good advice. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I know, I feel like everyone can relate to that feeling of like when you're in a really good mood and you're just, there's something different about your energy. You're just more receptive, more open. It's like, I don't know, the world is a musical and it's just really easy to talk to people, to strangers, to strike up conversations. I, I think it's best to think about, you know, um, cold convos as like you're just open and happy and your energy is is saying the same thing like I'm open and I'm happy and and then you're just really interacting like in the most spontaneous way possible um and striking up you know conversations as though you wanted nothing from somebody I feel like that's the easiest way Cause if you think about you're waiting in line for something and you just like, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you start a conversation with the person in front of you and you, you don't want anything from them. It's just like, because you're in a good mood, it's easy to talk. I think like if you can channel that energy, um, that's a really great way to, to just allow somebody to, I guess, feel into your energy and, and start some possibly a conversation. Yeah. Um, and they'll be able to tell pretty quickly, um, you know, how somebody's vibing with you. Like if they're very shut down and not receptive, like I definitely wouldn't push it. But um, a lot of the time, like if this, if a person is is also in the same place in their life, they will welcome that type of interaction. It's, you know, it's nice to be, um, to have somebody interested in you. It's It's nice to have somebody crack a joke, you know, for your benefit. It's nice to have like, um, interaction with people. So I think it's like, you know, of course you'll probably have some, some dead ends, but like there are a lot of people who are receptive to just a joke (laughs) out of left field from somebody. Yeah. It's really about embodying that energy of like, my life is great. I'm great. I'm in a great mood. I'm just offering myself and some joy to you um, in this moment with no strings attached, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I think that's such a good way to put it. And um, yeah, like the no strings attached thing, I think is really important because it takes the pressure off. And I think one way, another way to alleviate the pressure is to just try to interact with everyone who's like, maybe you're standing in line at the coffee shop and try to interact with everyone in the same way. Like you don't have to be chatty with everyone, but like be as, you know, kind and kind of smiley with like the barista as you are with the, maybe the girl behind you that you're trying to talk. And I think that gives a better impression than just being like laser focused on one person. Right. <laughs> um, Good Totally. That can be a little bit off-putting, I think, if you're on the other yeah. side of that. Totally. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like embodying um, a certain energy at all times, just as who you are. 
And that just becomes attractive to people all around you. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, I I like that it allowed us to kind of think about a post-lockdown world. (laughs) I know. Um, the, the next question is, uh, what is the best way to move on from people you once had a connection with? Of course, I know the Mend app does talking about the stages of breakups. I'm just asking in general. Okay. I'm just asking in general. Sometimes it's okay to miss people. So that's the question. So I'm assuming this means people you've had a relationship with. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like you once had a connection with. Yeah. I think like the last part of this, I can really appreciate. Sometimes it's okay to miss people. We even have a training on this because I feel like a lot of times you feel a little bit ashamed at how much, much you miss someone, especially if maybe the relationship wasn't that official or long or serious. Um, and so I think it's good to acknowledge that missing is okay it just means that you're um you know you're missing the absence of someone and they meant something to you regardless of what your relationship status was and i think that's healthy to acknowledge and to allow yourself and and also just know that the feeling will evolve um totally yeah yeah and i feel like um think a healthy thing to to do your mourning and do your feel your sadness and just get it out you know I feel like leaning into it especially um at the very beginning is helpful just because it's got to get processed and then you get to decide I always tell people I work with to like have a a ceremony at the end like decide when you're going to be done mourning and then do a ceremony where you kind of get closure and you celebrate what the relationship was. And it's more of, it's just for you. It's just to really like say to yourself, and now I'm, and now I'm moving on. And now I'm closing this chapter of my life. I'm not going to cry anymore. I'm not going to dwell. I'm not going to wallow. I am, I'm saying goodbye to this part of my life. And I think that can be really helpful just because otherwise it's like, you could just get stuck in that stage of mourning for, you know, a really long time. So it helps to have a, a, some sense of closure, even if you're creating that artificially. And I would absolutely, you know, take your time to get there. But if it feels like, all right, I've been physically in this mourning stage for a really, really long time. Like, you know, let's say it's been like, whatever four months, six months, like I'm done, that, that might be a time to like decide you're going to book your closure ritual. Yeah. And some people it takes a lot longer. I'm not saying it has to be that amount of time, but that would yeah. be my advice. Yeah. It's funny. I also feel like uh, one of the other questions that we answered in a previous episode was similar because I feel like they kind of answer the question <laughs> In, in the question, because um, it's like, you know, how do you move forward from people you once had a connection with? Connection with Sometimes it's okay to miss people. And I really feel like that's part of the answer. It's like, it is okay to miss someone. It doesn't mean you're not going to move forward. Um, so kudos to this person. <laughs> 
for acknowledging that. Um, next question. Next question. Yeah. Um, what is the best way to improve and maintain the relationships you already have with people of the opposite gender? Um, and what, when can you say, I love you in a relationship or to a, per, a girl in a friendship for the first time? Um, I guess that was two separate questions. So I think it's like, uh, I think he's asking, I think they're related. Cause it's like, um, how do you maintain the relationships you have with people of the opposite gender? Um, this was a guy who wrote in and when can you say, I love you to a girl in a friendship for the first time? Like a girl that he's friends with, not in a relationship with. That's how I read it. So I love you like a friend. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This. <laughs> I think it's. Um, I think it's different for everyone, but mm -hmm. I guess I would say like one important thing when you're dealing with friendships of the opposite gender, just depending on like what their relationship status is and what your relationship is like and all of that. There's a lot that we don't know in reading this question. But I would just say, you know, make sure that you're clear in the fact that, just make sure you're clear in how you express yourself. So, you know, if it's, if you're, um, if you're a guy and you're straight and you have this friend who is a girl and you tell her, I love you could be a little bit confusing if you don't give a little bit of context. So I think it's helpful to say things like your friendship means a lot to me <laughs> or, you know, I care. I really love you as a friend. Um, right. But I think that's really the only thing you really have to be careful with. I think it's great that you love your friends and you want to tell them and, um, I don't think there's necessarily like a right time for it. Right. I think that's a really, really good point. Um, yeah, actually being very, very explicit about the friendship part, I think is definitely key. And I think, um, you know, just being sensitive to culture is another thing I would throw out because, you know, for culture and also any past experiences that the person might have had that would alter the way they receive um you know words like love it it can be it it even if it's coming from such a genuine and wonderful place in you depending on the person it can feel like what do you why are you telling me you know what i mean like having had like for example, for myself, like having sexual trauma, I have like, if that came from a friend in a certain way, I might feel like, why are, why are you saying that? What do you want from, like, it could trigger stuff in certain people. Yeah. Um, so I think being like very overly aware of a person's sense of safety and very respectful of um, just their, their life experiences is really the best way to deliver kind words like that. Um, and I, I think to your point now also just being sensitive to their relationship status is also being respectful. Um, Cause yeah. like 
thinking about what their partner would say, would their partner feel safe with you in that situation? Like, is that going to be a boundary thing? Um, and I think people can tell also in friendship, like where you stand, you know, just via your connection to them, your, your gestures toward them, your, just who you are as a person. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure based on just your question, like that you are a loving person. And I feel like your friends probably know that you care about them a lot. That's just my guess. Yeah. This question kind of reminds me of when Harry met Sally. It's like, <laughs> what is the best way to improve and maintain the relationships you have with people of the opposite gender? <laughs> um, for the record, I do really believe that people of the opposite gender can be friends, which is uh, what that movie is sort of talking about. But, um, but yeah, you just have to kind of be sensitive to the context, uh, just like you said. The next question is actually somewhat along the same lines, uh, but it's more on the romantic side. So how soon should I say the words I love you to the person I'm dating? Ooh. That is, I <laughs> personally feel it's impossible to answer, but um <laughs> Because it's good. It's different for everybody. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the answer. It's like, it's impossible yeah. to answer. It's so personal. Mm -hmm. It's like when you feel like you can't contain yourself anymore, that's usually when I end up <laughs> telling someone I love them. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, I mean, yeah, maybe we just answer from our own life experience. My, I guess my personal opinion of that would be when it's so obvious and true it seems like it's wrong to hold it from them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think like reading between the lines of that question, it's like, I'm sure you're feeling nervous and anxious. And of course there's a chance that you might be rejected or it might not be reciprocated. And that's always the case. It's, always the risk that you take but if you're asking that question it's probably because you love someone and um you know enjoy that beginning stage because it's so exciting and it um it's uh you know it's a very special time so you know you'll you'll figure it out and there's really no right right way and I think for a lot of times that first time they say I love you is very nerve wracking. And a lot of times one person is really nervous or both people are really nervous. <clears throat> Excuse me. So don't beat yourself up if it doesn't play out perfectly as you, as perfectly as you planned. It's the, the feelings that count. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweet one. Lots of sweet questions from people in confinement. Everyone's still thinking about love and dating. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like grinning ear to ear. Just <laughs> Me too. About all of these things. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we have one more. I can just do this one quickly. So why do you think most relationships aren't working these days? Is it social media? Is it mostly because people become unhappy quickly in the relationship? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I feel like <laughs> there's generational, you know, markers of all, you know, symptoms of technology in relationships always. But I do feel like there is a, just the fact that people are more tuned into smartphones and not forced to really be up, up close and personal, you know, there's like a shift that has happened where people are, instead of feeling like embarrassed and putting themselves on the line and in person, they're like plugged into a phone and kind of hiding. I think that that general habit has, has made it harder for people to put themselves out there. You know, it's like yeah. a low investment type of habit or trend. Um, so that would be my, like, just off the top of my head response to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess this question kind of assumes that uh, a lot of relationships aren't working these days, which I don't know if it's true, like any more than any other time. I just think in the past people didn't live long enough or, um, you know, they weren't able to get divorced or break up because that wasn't really accepted. So I think relationships have just changed so much, just like everything is transformed, like the way we eat and the way we do everything has totally transformed over several generations. So I think it's just different. But I think the upside to the way that relationships work now is um, I do think that more people are in relationships that work for both people. And it's less about like convenience and, you know, financial dependence on each other. Um, I think more people are kind of uh, looking for love and compatibility and meaning and all of these things in their relationships. And I think that's the great thing about modern romance and modern love. And that's what's exciting about it. Um, I love how optimistic your answer is and positive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, all the, the social media stuff and like uh, online dating, like some of it can be a little bit depressing for sure. But I think overall there's still so much opportunity out there to find love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know dating is probably the choice aspect of dating is probably challenging for a lot of people, but absolutely there is another person that wants exactly what you want. Your job is just to find them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my optimistic answer. <clears throat> I think you can tell is I'm like ovulating this week. So I'm like <laughs> in my most optimistic phase. <laughs> so I'm sure my answer would have been different if you'd caught me when I was PMSing or something, but funny. just being real. <laughs> okay. Do we, do we, uh, do we want to close on that one? Yeah. Okay. So that was,
was fun. We're really enjoying these episodes where we answer questions. So I think we both decided we're going to try to do this more. Uh, there are a lot of great questions and relevant if you're in confinement or not. So hopefully the people who ask those questions um, are listening and we want to thank you for sending them in. And, uh, and yeah, please subscribe if you like this episode, share it with your friends. Um, and we'll see you for the next one. So Sarah, what do you think love is like? Love is like a toddler um, or your toddler. <laughs> everything, everything they do is hilarious and magical. <laughs> Very cute. Yay. Yay.